This is Talk Football with Coach K featuring the biggest names in the game of football, both past and present. Coming up, former Vice President of Player Personnel for the Dallas Cowboys, Gil Brandt, joins Coach K. Talk Football starts now. We've got Gil Brandt uh, coming on. And uh, my uh, one of the all-time greats in the National Football League. In fact, he goes into the NFL Hall of Fame this year. Uh, of course, long-time scout uh, for the um, Dallas Cowboys. And um, from 1960, he was vice vice president and uh, in charge of personnel for the Cowboys from 1960 to 1988. He's on the Cowboys uh, Ring of Fame. Of course, like I said, NFL Hall of Fame, I could go on and on and on with uh, with Gil. And uh, he is the guy that really modernized the draft, uh, drafting of players, scouting, uh, put some uh, organization behind and reasoning behind uh, picking players, and also uh, included such things as psychological testing and uh, really got a better picture of uh, players. Uh, but Gil put the value ads on, and everybody followed suit. He's kind of the uh, the innovator of the modern draft, uh, and and still looked upon today by many many people in the league as the guru, the draft guru, and and uh, has his own radio program on Cyrus and so on. But anyway, Gil is with us. Uh, Gil, are you on? I'm on. I'm listening, and I'm thank you for that uh, great uh, introduction. Uh, and, and of course, you're a person that knows firsthand uh, because uh, we had a lot of inter- interaction with you uh, when you were at Buffalo, and and uh, as far as what we did and how I think everybody kind of followed suit and made everybody in this league uh, made the competitive balance in this league uh, better. And uh, you're still a pretty smart guy. Uh, living down there in in in, uh, in Florida where you're at, so you don't have to worry about these winners, and you kind of just can enjoy yourself. But but you were thought of as a real innovator, as an offensive football coach. And to all our listeners, to all your listeners, I want you to know the man is very very good on offense, and he's very good on defense. We appreciate it, Tex. We we do go back a long way, and uh, your your story actually is one of the uh, most interesting stories in NFL history. I mean that sincerely. Uh, Coming out of Milwaukee, uh, doing some part-time scouting, I think at the time, for Tex Ram with the Rams. And and then when Tex went to uh, Dallas, when the Cowboys opened shop down there, the first two people he hired and brought with him were you and Tom Landry. And things you had uh, a while to get uh, to get a football team put together, but uh, you did, and and then from there became, uh, for lack of a better term, the one you used, America's team, and one of the most successful franchises ever in the history of the National Football League. Talk well, to well, go ahead. So let me say this: you know, first of all, uh, when we came into the league, we were bad, and and uh, yeah. we came in as an expansion team. And really didn't have an, a franchise until February, and and at the within a 24-hour period, 
we were submitted a list of players that we could take from the other, we could take three players from the other teams uh, in the National Football League. And so uh, there weren't many gems on that list, I'll tell you that. They were gems that were 35 years old. Uh, we didn't have time to get physicals and so forth. So uh, we, we started 0-11-1. We had, we had one win in, in the preseason. We beat the Giants in Louisville, Kentucky, and we had one tie uh, in the regular season. Uh, that was against the uh, New York Giants, 31-31, if I remember correctly. But uh, we didn't have the advantage like the teams that come in now. Uh, you know, teams that come in now, they get the first overall pick in the draft and then the 32nd or whatever, wherever it falls at that time. So those teams that come in, like Jacksonville and, and, uh, and Carolina, uh, really had a pretty good pace and had a chance to win. Uh, and I think that people within the league realized that if the league was going to continue to grow and be strong, uh, you couldn't bring in teams that were zero wins uh, and, and, and really sell tickets and draw television audiences. Well, that's for sure, and, and it was a heck of a handicap. Plus the fact the AFL started at that time and uh, yes. had a, another team in Dallas, the Dallas Texas Texans, which later became the uh, Kansas City Chiefs under Lamar Hunt. So well, it was interesting story, Coach, about what took place. You know, they, these were two very, very smart businessmen and very wealthy businessmen, Murkison and Hunt. And, and, and the story is unconfirmed. Uh, that one of them, they get, they met and they said, "Look, at, you know, we're both we're both losing money, and this is senseless." Uh, so apparently, there was a coin flip to see who was going to leave and who was going to stay, and not confirmed by either party. But uh, I asked Mr. Murkison about it one time. He said, "Gil, I've got the coin in my pocket." Uh, so I guess that was why uh, why Kansas City moved from uh, Dallas to Kansas City. That's a great story. There's so many great stories behind the scenes that, uh, yeah, you know, are going to get lost if we don't get them out there some way, somehow. Uh, but uh, may may come under the heading of trivia to some people, but they're uh, absolutely uh, history. You Coach, know, I just had I just uh, uh, got off of a two-hour call, uh, uh, NFL call, about picking the ten best coaches of all time in the National Football League. And it was so enlightening. We had people like Bill Belichick on our, our committee, Don Shula on our committee. And, and, and we went through all these, about 50, not 50, about 40 candidates uh, that should be uh, in, in the top 10 all time. And, and I'll give you an idea. We, we, we talked about Buddy Parker. And, and mm -hmm. you know, very few people know Buddy Parker. Right. But Buddy Parker uh, beat Paul Brown eight out of nine times that they met. Um, and uh, and uh, what about uh, what about uh, John Madden? John Madden was eleven and zero versus Hall of Fame coaches, is what it is. So you you can see whether it's players, coaches, or whatever, boy, the competitive balance in this league is amazing. Well, it really is, and there there's such stories. That, you know, you talk about Buddy Parker in his later years. You know, uh, not many people know what. Uh, he lived down there with uh, in Texas, you know, with uh, uh, Kemp, Texas. Huh? He lived in Kemp, K-E-M-P, Texas. Yeah, yeah, and um, of course, um, 
there, there's some interesting stories about uh, how that came about with his old quarterback and so on. That was uh, very interesting. Bobby Lane. Bobby Lane, yeah. He, um, I think he had a lot to do with making sure that uh, Buddy was comfortable in his in his golden years. But uh, he, he did. He really did. And Bobby was uh, Bobby was uh, very, very good to a lot of people. Uh, is is what he was. He was a character, but a great player. But uh, a person that uh, that uh, had a feel for people's uh, feel for people's feelings. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, Gail. Uh, the other thing that you you did, I could go through so many things. My gosh, we wouldn't we wouldn't have time if we stayed on the air uh, from now until sundown uh, to go over. But uh, you um, you got uh, you drafted some people that uh, really gave the Cowboys a, an edge up uh, futures that not many people thought would ever play in the National Football League. Uh, for example, like a Roger Staubach, um, to take him when he had a uh, number of years of uh, service, um, military service after graduating but from Chad Annapolis. Chad Hennings is one that people don't talk about yeah. uh, that we at, that had, was, was at the Air Force Academy. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and he played nine years at, and, and was really very, very uh, responsible uh, for a defense that was very good, that uh, took to the uh, the Cowboys three Super Bowl wins, is what it was. But you know the thing I'm most proud of is the thing that we did at small black schools in America, and we brought Rayfield right in from Fort Valley State. He's in the Hall of Fame today. We had we had a guy uh, by the name of Herb Scott uh, from Virginia Union, great great player. Uh, we had a guy named Pettis Norman uh, from Johnson C. Smith, and uh, a great player, uh, but turned out to be such a really good businessman. The guy's worth millions of dollars now, is what he is. So he was a guy that uh, I, I to sign him, I, I, I a five hundred dollar signing bonus, and I, I got my checkbook out. He said, No, 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 no. I want money. I want cash, and I had to take him to a bank in in Charlotte. And and I, I told the banker I said look at here's here's a check for five hundred give me five hundred singles and we'll make them feel good but it, there's you know this league has so many stories about so many great things that happened in it uh, with franchises I hope someday somebody sits down and goes through all those initial franchises that we had in 1960 and 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 tells all the stories of the beginnings that they had. You know, we, we, we talk about coaching staffs now, and, and in all probability, uh, when you were the coach, you had four assistants or five assistants. Teams got 18, 19, 20 assistant coaches now. So it's, it's just so much different uh, than ever before, but our league is so good because of people like yourself and the Tom Landry's and, and, and people that uh, Don Shoes, uh, that Paul Brown, that made this league so great. You know, uh, Gil, uh, we used to, and I'm sure you've many, many times, but uh, we used to think there were two or three teams that would always uh, help you in the draft by drafting somebody out of nowhere and would push the better players on down the board. Now, invariably, that, that happens. It's just like it's, a, it's amazing. There are always going to be six or seven uh, head coaching jobs that are going to be available in the league each year. Um but somebody is going to jump up and take 
uh, take a player that maybe nobody has rated very high on the board, which is going to pass some other players on down. And in this case, we could see a run on quarterbacks. I don't think this is the year to do it. But uh, but what do you think is going to happen there? And in particular, uh, people are wondering about the Giants with that uh, sixth pick and what they might do. Well, I, I, I don't, and, and, and you're so right, as an example, uh, you're probably referring to the year we drafted a guy named Thomas Henderson from Langston University, uh, whose team was uh, 0-11, and we took him, I think, the 25th pick in the, in the draft that year, and everybody said, boy, what a mistake that was. And, and if he'd had his head screwed on right, uh, he'd be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame today because he was a very, very good player for us but not for long years. I think he played for us real well for about six years. You know, I, I think when we look at the quarterbacks today, and you know so much about quarterbacks because you were so involved with them, you know, the quarterback that comes out today is so much better than ever before. You know, uh, they, they, they play seven-on-seven seven now all summer long. It's a big sport. Uh, teams now, high school teams now, uh, that used to run the ball 95% of the time and 5%, at the time they pass, uh, now uh, pass the ball about 75 or 80% of the time and, 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 and run 25% of the time. you got the running backs that learn not new how to catch the ball now, That things, just things like that. So our game is so much better, and the quarterback that comes in is, is so much better than ever before. I think we saw it last year with the Cleveland quarterback who uh, was involved with a team that eventually won seven games. Uh, eight losses and a tie, and right down to the last week, uh, they had a chance to get into the playoffs with a rookie quarterback. So, uh, the guy I kind of like as an outsider is 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 from Duke, uh, Jones, Dan Jones of Duke. Uh, but uh, you know the you can't uh, with Murray. Uh, this guy was forty five and zero in high school. Won three years of state championship in high school, uh, and, and I think wherever he goes. He's going to cause a lot of excitement uh, and, and, and cause a lot of people to have a good time uh, because they're going to win some games. Well, um, I agree with you, but uh, this, this is, uh, in my opinion, not the best uh, group of uh, quarterbacks to come out in a while. There, there are going to be some good ones next year uh, coming out. Uh, and of course, the Oregon uh, quarterback, everybody will be waiting to take him. Uh, who? Oregon quarterback. Yeah, and the year after that, everybody's going to be lined up to take that Clemson quarterback. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, Lawrence, and and there's a guy talking about high school. I think he won 40 out of 42 games in high school. And boy, I'll tell you what, what he did on national television against a very good Alabama team last year uh, tells you a lot about this young man who grew up in Georgia and ended up at Clemson. You bet. You couldn't. You could, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, let me let me ask you a quick question too. One that comes up quite often. It looks as though the Raiders had a. You'd have to say they had a, a successful off season uh, with free agency. I I know they brought in uh, two players there within forty eight hours when they when they brought the receiver Brown and uh, then Trent Brown, the big left tackle uh, from the Patriots in. Uh, the two two good football players they improved drastically there three number one picks um you know i may be completely off base but or i would 
Yeah, with those three number one picks and what they've gotten in in the offseason, I would, if it were me, I'd want to use those three picks on players that are going to play 60 plays for me um, and, and can have a chance to win with. But what what do you see the uh, Raiders doing there? Do you see them trying well, to... Well, they had, uh, last year, uh, they had single-digit sacks for the year. So I guess you need to edge rusher more than anything. And so if, if there's, I think they pick fourth, I think they pick 17th. That's the choice they got from the Giants, and then I, uh, and then I think they pick. No, that's they pick 17th. They got Cleveland's choice. So, you know, if if they use all of them, I think they go for edge rusher. Uh, they go for a receiver, and uh, and then probably on that last pick, number 27, I think it is from Dallas, just the best player available. Because I think if you're going to build a team through the draft, you can't draft for position you got to draft the best player available. Yeah, yeah, no question about that. Gil, I tell you, uh, this has been more than interesting. Would, would it be possible if I could get you, uh, could I get you back on? You know, Coach, anything for you. This has been Talk Football with Coach K. You can follow us on social media by liking us at Talk Football with Coach K on Facebook and following us on Twitter at TalkFootballWCK.